All right, everybody, and welcome back to another Next Level People. Today, we have got a treat for you. Miran Kirikosian is on the show. He is a YouTube sensation, over a million subscribers with his dance tutorials, and, and he's got all sorts of videos out there of his choreography, but he's been on with Britney Spears, tour with Britney Spears, tour with Madonna. She's He's worked with Selena Gomez, uh, Ricky Martin. I mean, he is the real deal. And if you watch any of his videos, you're going to know that real fast. And so, Miran, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm actually, I'm super excited about it. And, you know, the first and most important question is out of... The three of us, Rena, Sean, and I, who would win a dance battle? Ooh, Ooh not me. <laughs> I'm taking myself right out of that. Like, uh, I haven't seen either of you guys dance, but we're on camera now. So if you, one of you guys want to bust the move, you guys could take uh -oh. it. Yeah, uh -oh. right. Imagine, imagine the Titanic <laughs> sinking. <laughs> That's yeah. me dancing. No, so I. Random fact: I have been in one dance battle my entire life. And I won, and it was, it was, I don't even know how we got, it was like one of those, like, you know, those infamous <laughs> stories that will never be forgotten and probably <laughs> never spoken about in detail. It was one of those nights, and we were at a, uh, we wound up in a line dancing club in Jacksonville, Florida, <laughs> And like we went up, we were thinking like, oh, okay, this is gonna be like, this is gonna be awesome, because all of us were from Long Beach and expecting like a Long Beach thing in Jacksonville, Florida, and it definitely wasn't. And then they ended up putting, uh, you know, that song, Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. Like, I dance battled I some so. like really big guy to that, <laughs> and, I, and I won. Know, like I am not, I'm actually surprised. I would have thought that you were you being like more of those. Like More I, line I definitely, see, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, with see, the beard like, and everything, uh, I get it. Line dancing guy, like maybe like you and your wife, and you take the three kids. You're down at like the Tuesday night, you know, Tuesday night, night line dancing. Yeah, Tuesday night line dancing, doing the hokey pokey and crap like that. I could totally see that. Oh yeah, no, that's that's how we get down. But it was it was fun. It, like, it, you you remember the the scene in uh, Cool Runnings where they're in uh, the line dancing bar? It was basically like that. Yeah. It was like we stood out real bad it was awesome <laughs> but anyways miran again sorry for the craziness of the start of the show i just i had to i had to wonder if you if any of us looked like dancers yep. i think rena out of all of us would probably win based off of her I'm taking oh. his tutorials <laughs> Yeah, she yeah. has i was gonna say i don't know she's been putting in work guys so i know I yeah know. no she, we haven't i haven't yeah <laughs> And I saw one recently with two little girls. Are those yours? Yeah, they're my girls. <laughs> they twins? Yep, they're twins. Oh my god, they're adorable. Thank you, awesome. thank you. I wanted to. Um, I've been meaning to put them in some videos. I just never had the chance. And then I was like, let me try something with my kids. Something simple, like something I felt like anybody could do, like ages four and up. So I was like, let me throw my girls in the mix. We tried something. It was cute. It worked. I was like, okay, let me see how it does. I might want to do more of these. And it's just, thank you. it's just another way for me to spend time with them because I'm so busy. So I'm always like trying to find ways like I can mix in my work and, and them into my schedule. So we're constantly with them. So that was a good way to collaborate and have them with 
all day and then also film and then go out and swim and they're just with me all day so it was fun that's awesome i showed my kids i was like oh my gosh you guys could do these moves because i have one that's five and one that's seven so just a little you know I've been I've been so busy too. I've been meaning to actually just send you guys uh, send you that link and just be like, can you just practice this with the kids? See if it's something they could do. Because if it is, then I don't mind making more. So, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, that might be something that I could send back to you and not be embarrassed about. That's how Miran <laughs> and I actually connected. I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I was like, do people send you videos of like the progress they make watching you? He was like, I have a whole Instagram page of that. I was like, oh, well, then I'm not sending it mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, my husband record me and I thought I actually did a good job on my first attempt and then I was like okay yeah no I'm not going to share that <laughs> yeah. no, it's nothing so, good can come of that yeah. <laughs> no it's really awesome just uh, honestly just like getting videos from people like all over the world like doing a tutorial that you literally just made up in your living room um, so it's, it's, it's just mind blowing where we are with the internet and everything just kind of, I put up a video and then people from all over the world just start contacting me. So it's been yeah, crazy this last cool. few years. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome man. And so let me, let me ask you a question. So you, uh, I want to get to, cause this is something that I, I couldn't find much about on the interwebs. Maybe I'm not that great of a that's... stalker after all, but so born in the eighties, uh, in Armenia, and you came to America. You just told me right before I hit record. When when did you guys come over? Uh, so me and my family moved out here in '92. '92. Uh, so uh, early '90s was when because uh, Armenia used to be part of the Soviet Union. Right. So uh, when the Soviet Union collapsed, Armenia became an independent country. Um, so it was literally like starting all over again. Uh, we had to pretty much all the money, uh, the ruble at the time, that was the currency for the USSR. So once it collapsed, pretty much everything you had disappeared. <laughs> so it's kind of like over again because you're an independent country. So you have to print your own money and have your own thing. So it was kind of like it was the worst of times. And my family decided it would be best to sell our house for seven tickets and just move to America and kind of start all over again. And that's what we yeah. That's amazing. So you're seven wow. years old. You've got a brother. Yeah. How old was he? My brother was 11 at the time. He's four years older. Okay. And did, do you have any other siblings? No, just me and my brother. Okay. Uh, yeah. How how was that for you coming across as a seven-year-old, an 11-year-old? With I mean, you just you had, you were in the midst of all of that. Uh, most Americans they watched it but I don't think they have yeah. the intimate understanding of what that was actually like. What was that like? You know, I mean, look, I mean, you know, at the time, you know, I can you know, we were poor. So at the time when we, when we came to America, it wasn't much of a difference. We were still poor. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nothing really changed. But um, other than that, my parents have always done a really great job to make us not feel like we were poor, poor, I guess, because we really had everything yeah. we needed. Uh, we've always had food. We've always had love and, you know, just I've never felt like there was anything missing. Um, I mean, there are times I remember when I was really small, like uh, I think the first year or two when we just moved to America, um, we were staying at my um, my dad's uncle's house because they had already moved in here from the early uh, 70s. Uh, so they let us kind of stay with them uh, within the, I think the first six, 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 seven months. And so my dad figured out what he wanted to do and get a job and kind of just figure out what we're doing. It's just literally starting all over again. So yeah. uh, 
So yeah. yeah, the only times I really remember is you know when uh, you know we used to walk to um, uh, the our school, the elementary school we used to go to it was like seven eight blocks from where we used to live, and there was a, a a toy store next to the school as well. So I would walk into the toy store and kind of just play with some toys for like 20, 30 minutes, because mm-hmm. <laughs> my parents didn't have money to buy toys. So. Yeah. I would go to the toy store, we would play a little bit, and then and then I would just go to school. So I kind of remember moments like that because I remember later on talking to it about my dad and we got into a deep conversation and he reminded me and, and then he kind of kind of broke down a little bit just just the fact that he would always go to the store and he was never able to afford to buy me a, a toy. So mm-hmm. he would just kind of play there and then leave. So just moments like that, I remember that now that I remember, I'm like, oh, shit, I can't believe you were really that poor. You know what I mean? Right, but, right, right. Uh, time you know as a kid you don't really see those things and i think my parents did a really really good job of just giving us a lot of love and things like that where we kind of didn't really see that we were poor you know yeah that's awesome and so uh now did the did the dancing start before you moved over after you moved over how'd you how'd you even discover your love for dance. All right, so, so my dad, it was a uh, it was the Macarena, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the Macarena. You, you, Which, you, yeah, I, I I did hit that era. I remember all of that. So, <laughs> but uh, my dad was actually a dancer choreographer in Armenia. So uh, okay, he was okay. one of the first uh, dancers to kind of bring the hip hop slash pop style of dancing to uh, Armenia at a time where there was no outside information from other countries because everything was so closed in in the Soviet Union. It was whatever you saw and whatever they put on TV. So it wasn't like you could get outside information. But my dad did travel a little bit and go to Russia and other countries where he saw, you know, different artists and different uh, style of music and videos. And he would bring, you know, VHS cassettes and things like that back home and we would watch and stuff like that. So he got a lot of outside information and started like creating uh, his own uh, dances and doing choreography of things he would find from outside and, and kind of incorporate to what he knew. So he brought, he brought that element of hip hop and break dance to Armenia. Um, so he was pretty known for that. So when we moved out to America, the only thing he knew was, was to dance again. So he just kind of created a local dance studio, um, in Glendale city with a bunch of local Armenian kids that were living in the area. And just was like, you know what, this is the only thing I could really know how to do. So let me see if I can start it off here. And of course, everybody was like, what are you doing? That's not going to work here. What are you going to do? Just teach dance and things like that. But my dad went for it. And then, you know, little by little, one kid, two kids, three kids. And then we had a class, 10, 15, 20 kids. And I was part of that class. My my dad uh, took me and my brother. And it was just kind of something um, like I do with my kids now. You know, it was just a way to spend time with, with my dad. And he would take me there and it was just time spent with other kids and learning dance and that's kind of my journey started but i didn't really take it seriously until i was like 13 where mm-hmm. i kind of knew like hey this is something i really want to do you know that's crazy how does uh, so how does something like that i mean your i i guess a, a skill like that how do you make that into a a career like what was can you maybe walk us through like from your 13 you realize holy shit this is what i want to do to you know, going on tour with Madonna and Britney Spears. Like, how does that happen? Honestly, um, right, it's funny, right? Especially from a, for, for a kid who just moved from Armenia and has no idea about anything. And on top of that, when, you know, for, for somebody like me, people don't understand, like, 
when you come from a country like that that doesn't really ever see celebrities like celebrities don't go to armenia (laughs) 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 but you know but back then it was so like far-fetched like you 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 would never run into a celebrity or things like that so um for me it was kind of like those people never existed i I always felt like there was somebody i watched in a tv screen like i thought they kind of lived in the tv like you would never ever get close to those type of people um but at age 13 was when i really got into dance and watching the uh, mtv music awards and all the award shows at the time were so epic with all the dance performances and things like that so me and my dad used to watch them and, and i i watching instead of the artists performing i kept watching what's going on in the background and all the other exciting stuff that was happening behind the the artists performing and i was like wait i, I could do that i love to dance for britney spears or nsync or all these pop bands that were performing at the time so once I think I made up my mind, like, this is what I want to do, that was kind of it. That was like the point where nothing else ever mattered after that. Like, my grades dropped at school. Like, like I just didn't care about <laughs> it except just dancing. So my focus went into, like, dancing 100%. Like, what, what can I do in, you know, to learn more? I started taking more classes, meeting more people performing more, trying to get involved in as many different performances I can with as many different people I can. And little by little, just people started recognizing my talents. We had, you know, we would do performances at high school and go to high school competitions and compete against other high schools. So, you know, you meet other dancers there and other people who see you and are interested in you. And little by little, just doing performances like that, a lot of people got interested, started telling me about agencies. And if I wouldn't want to be part of a uh, uh, you know, agents and meeting agents. I'm, you know, I met a f- one or two that knew um, a few agents. Um, that m- my teacher at the time at high school had a program called Theater Workshop, and um, he was one of the teachers to start in, uh, something in LA where it wasn't just like a drama class or a dance class. It was kind of like everything that could happen on stage could happen in this class. So it was one full class of acting, dancing, singing, rapping, any any talent that you had that could be on stage, you know, was a class for that. So he, he was very well connected and every year we would do a big show and he would invite people and, and, and uh, some actors and agents that he knew as well. And they would come check us out and that's kind of like how everything started. I met a few agents, uh, didn't go that route and then met a few other people that introduced me to some other agents. And then I went to my first agent meeting with my dad and um, I had sent them a video. I'm sorry, I had sent them a video of my performance right. from high school. They, they checked it out. They were like, this is awesome. Can you come in for a meeting? And I went in for a meeting. They were like, can you you know, write down a list of artists you would like to work for in the future? And I was like, all right, Britney Spears, Michael Jackson. <laughs> put everybody that I, you know, I've kind of grew up on. Oh, and they were like, yeah. okay, we're going to give you a try. We'll send you on some auditions and see what happens. And it just kind of started from there. I just started going to auditions and booked like a few like back to school commercials like for Mervyn's and JCPenney like all these stores and stuff like that which led to like more auditions and at 1718 was when I went to audition for Britney Spears and that was kind of like my dream dream job and I ended up like booking it and it was just like that's kind of where everything just started from. And so how how did your parents feel when you made that like that decision like I'm going to be on stage i am going to be that person and then your grades dropped was there resistance was like how how is because my parents 
my grades dropped for different reasons, not any good reasons, <laughs> and they're pissed. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I think, um, well, the good thing is, like I said, my dad, my dad and my mom were both performers. So my yeah. dad was a dancer and choreographer in Armenia. My mom was a singer and was in an all-girl band in Armenia. So they were all kind of like both doing their thing. So they they both come from that background of like performing arts and all of that stuff. So they definitely understood. They, they definitely didn't like that my grades dropped, but um, I was mentally so focused. It was just kind of like, even with my teachers, like they would say, well, what's plan B and da da da. And I was like, there is no plan B. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm dancing. Like, I'm going to dance professionally yeah, yeah. and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. So um, I really, really believe that it was just, you know, I, I wanted it so bad. Like, honestly, just nothing else really mattered. And um, I just didn't see anything else. Like I heard them, but I just, you know, it didn't really matter to me because I honestly believe 100% that I was going to dance professionally and there was nothing that was going to stop me. And I just had that belief. I don't know where it came from. I, it was just, even during the Britney Spears audition, it was, it was the craziest audition. It was like a three, four day audition, like, you know, all day, two, 3000 dancers, um, I was the first. Yes, I was the first one to sign my name on the signing sheet because I couldn't sleep the night before. So I kind of just like audition was at nine a.m. I got there at like seven and was just like chilling in front of the door, and <laughs> and I would just sign my name as the first person to come in. And I just walked in and I had this feeling. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get this shit. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get yeah. this. Like, I just and every time I made it to the first cut, the second cut, third cut. I kept saying, all right, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get, I really, really just believed that I was going to get it. I don't know what it was. And, and I got it. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. So, I, okay. I'm trying to put together a timeline seven. You moved to Glendale, right? No, no. Seven. We moved to Hollywood, Hollywood. Okay. We stayed there for a while and we lived in Hollywood for a good five, six, seven years. And then I want to say around, um, I think I want to say in the beginning of my high school year when I was like 13 was when we moved to Glendale. Got it. So even yeah. my dad's studio was in Glendale when we were living in Hollywood. Okay. And so seven, like around 13 years old is when you went to that concert, right? At 13 was kind of when I knew that I wanted to dance professionally 100%. And that's when I really got myself involved in dance classes and after school activities for dance and all types of stuff. And so basically four, five years of commitment got you to be in front of Britney Spears and dancing alongside and everything like that. Yes. So if I start now. <laughs> Sean, don't. There's no hope. There's no hope for you, man. Greg, don't tell me that, man. Come on. <laughs> What's your plan B, Sean? I have no plan. You're looking at my plan B. <laughs> you guys are my – you're my plan B. <laughs> Oh man! Is that, the goal to dance, or is it still to dance for Britney Spears or something? I don't oh, know, I bet man. you could dance for Britney Spears right now. I mean, if I did, I'd probably, you know, Vegas be, is looking for people like Vegas you, man. Is probably looking, man, and I, there's a lot of police in Vegas, so yeah, I don't know, I'm worried. Um, all right, so uh, how many hours a day would you say like you had to to commit to this? Was this like what? What did your schedule that you put on yourself look like to get to that point? Um, well, mentally, it was 24 hours a day. Right. Uh, physically, um, I would probably say um, it's kind of hard to remember now, but I was just dancing all the time. It was just like 
that's all I did, honestly. I don't know. I was just if I was up, I was dancing. If I was in my bedroom, I was dancing. If I was shopping with my mom, I was dancing at the store. I was. I just kept moving. I kept dancing. But if if we want to break it down to really training and classes, I would probably say maybe four to four to five hours a day. Yeah. You know. But I was constantly always mentally. You know, that's all I was thinking about. I always feel like, um, it was for me. It was like yes, it was. It was a lot of physical work, but I feel like it was a lot of mental work because I'm really strong when it comes to that mm-hmm. and and in believing and, and pushing myself. So I feel like that's constantly working. So even when I'm not doing anything physically, I'm still kind of like creating up here, whether right. it's like steps or ideas or something, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. It's And the reason why I ask that is because, you know, I mean, you look at American Idol and everybody believes they like they believe they're going to make it. They do. And then it's like, ooh, good Lord, honey, nobody told you, did they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's tricky. Yeah. I don't know. That's I've always thought about that, too, when I watch those shows. I go, oh, like, how do you explain that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, how? <laughs> like right. they believe as much as I believe, but we're not seeing the same thing. So the, it's kind of uh, like. The, way, oh. the, the ex- explanation is they believed and didn't do you believed and did like that's that's the thing is like everybody's like i'm gonna be the next whatever i'm gonna be the next gary v i'm gonna be the next miran i'm gonna be the next britney spears and they sing in the shower and that's the extent of it or they like they they do dance dance revolution and that's it you know right it's like those shows make me sad, but at the same time, like the beginning of American Idol and those outtake clips are the most amazing thing in the world. Um, do you ever see the guy who thinks he's a he's a cat audition? He does like um, one of the Michael Jackson songs, and he so pretends bad. that he's a cat. Google it later. It's freaking hysterical. Obviously, that guy has a nut loose and just did it to get on TV. But some of the other ones, like the guys that dress up like wizards and uh, some of the other ones, they're just – they're freaking hysterical. I watch them for hours. Well, that's – people just want attention. But there's like those, – those are people that just want attention. And then there's people that like legit believe I'm a really good singer. And that's yeah. – that's, but that's why I wanted to dig into that is like I didn't want it to sound like – because I, I know what – I kind of knew what the answer was going to be because – this sounds kind of funny, but in high school, I was uh, the only white guy in a dance club. Like it was like me and a bunch of people that were, it was like we were beep, uh, uh, what's it called b-boying and like all that stuff. And that's I didn't have that passion, but watching some of them, that literally there was never a time that they were not moving and dancing, like you said. Like it's it's not a it's not a just like when I feel like a thing, it's just, it comes out of you. It's a natural thing. It's who you are. Uh, and I think, I think that if, if, uh, like for example, Sean, like you you made a joke about it earlier, but if you were to take the next four or five years and do four or five hours a day, I mean, you're not going to be as good as Miran. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's keep it real about that. But you would be, you would be really, really good. And I don't think most people understand that's what it's going to take. And most people want the shortcuts to it. There isn't a shortcut to it. Those are like, that was five years of the, like you said, the physical side of it is like, there are tough things to the physical side of it, but the mental side of doing that for five years is the hardest part because 
I mean, were, were there any moments where, like, talk to me about the discouraging times, because yeah, you, you had the, the determination or whatever, but talk to me about the, the discouraging, the times where you're like, this just isn't going to work. I don't know if this is going to, uh, if I'm actually going to be able to do that. What does that look like for you? Well, I mean, first of all, I, I feel like, um, it wasn't just five years. I, you know, mentally, I've always thought of like that since I was seven years old. So I always yeah. thought I had to do something great or something big or um, just, you know, something like on another level, you know. So that's kind of always been my 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 train of thought. Like I've always wanted to be somebody or do something special. Um, so I feel like my mind has always worked like that. Um, but yeah, once I started really, really going into um, dancing at 13, I mean, you know, it's it's just like everything else. You're you're starting off. You hear a lot of no's. You 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 hear you know a lot of people that don't think it's possible, and obviously they're going to share their thoughts with you and tell you that it's just a dream and you know right. things like that don't really happen. Um, you have a lot of people promising you you know uh, dance jobs and gigs and don't come through or it doesn't you know or false promises about different stuff. So it's just it's a whole bunch of all of that you just have to go through all the time. But even with the Britney Spears thing, I actually auditioned for her before I got you know I auditioned for her at sixteen a, a year or two years before and wow. um, and I got cut. You know, so, you know, I was like, oh, man, this was my dream and I got cut. And I, I, I don't even I can't even remember how far I got. I think I just got cut from the first I want to say from the first cut or I think I even got typecast. I think I didn't even dance. I can't really remember. Uh, <laughs> so but, let me ask you, I mean, does Britney herself, does, is she there on those types of auditions? Like the artists that you're there uh, dancing with or auditioning for, are they there or is it just their people? Like, what is that? How does that work? They're not there in the very beginning when there's 3,000 dancers. Right, 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 <laughs> right. They're there for the last, like, final pick. So, like, they, she was there when I, I got picked. So she kind of picked me with the rest of the group. So when you're down to the top 20 dancers, top 30 dancers, and they're going to cut it down to the best 10 and the 10 that's going to go on tour, she's there. You know, she comes in, we all say hello, and the last, like, you know, the last 30 people kind of like go back and forth competing against each other. And this, you know, when you're in the top 30, it's not really about the dancing anymore because obviously we could all dance. It's now coming down to your look and, and how you look with Britney and how tall are you and how short are you and how's the group look together and da 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 So they keep yeah, like yeah. sending us in and out and bringing other people and then, you know, making me stand next to this girl and then I have to stand next to this guy and they got to see how we look good together and they put Britney in the picture and then we stand next to her and then they're like, okay, this is a good group. Wait, wait move him, bring her. So it's just a lot of that. So that's where you're kind of like just there like oh snap okay it's really not up to me anymore you know because yeah. just now it's just about the look and what are they looking for and things like that and that's another thing to always remember um you know you learn later in life when you're going to auditions because you always blame yourself for not getting a gig or a project and then you come to a, a you know after a while you realize like you know, it's not up to you. If you if you go in there and you kill it and you know you killed it, that's that's all you could do. You know, just walk away proud. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. other than that, you don't know what these directors are looking for. You don't know what the producers are looking for. They might be looking for, you know, two Asian dancers, one black dancer, and one white. And you're like that one white guy. And I would have been that one white guy. I should have well, done it. Uh, <laughs> I know. Your chance, you blew it. I know. Yeah. You blew it, well, Greg. You know, it has a lot to do with the looks and things like that when you're in the, in the top group. So... 
after a while you realize like after going to so many auditions uh you know you end up dancing with almost like the same dancers all the time because it's always like the same 30 40 that and stay at the end because the dance community was pretty small at the time so it was always like you know it was always another guy that i worked on another tour with and then and then me and this guy ended up on the same tour for madonna and then next thing i know i'm doing the same job from one of the girls from madonna's tour on a nike thing and so it was like we're always like circling around and kind of like working together in a way but you know once you're in that top you know 100 200 300 dancers that work in la you know you, you just kind of like get into the vibe of things and directors start knowing you and producers start knowing you and you don't have to audition as much and you just kind of get the call like hey you want to do the job you're like hell yeah i want to do the job <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's <laughs> awesome and so let's let's transition so you you did all of that and then i think it was 2014 is when you started doing your youtube stuff um, no. So, um, I, I mean, I've always had a YouTube channel from like, I, I think I opened it up in like 2008, but at that yeah, time, you know, yeah, I just, right. you, you open it up just cause everybody has one and then they're like, yeah, put videos here and you can send it to people to see it. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So I really didn't know what it was, but, um, I had uploaded some dance videos that I had done like once a year or something like that, that I thought was kind of cool. And I put it there, but um, as I saw the transition that was happening in the dance industry and in, in, in just media period of like how everything was going through social media and there was more attention on uh, people and dancers and influencers and things like that. So once I realized, <clears throat> wow, like all these dancers are starting to get so much attention just making YouTube videos and I'm over here with a resume like three pages long and I'm not getting half the attention now. So, you know, I noticed like things were changing. So in 2016, April 2016 was when I released my first like video. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start making consistent videos every week on YouTube. Um, and so I started April 2006. Um, I started like once a week. And then once I felt like that was starting to get too easy for me, I did twice a week. And then after that, I made it three times a week. And then I got to a point where I was doing five videos a week. Dang. And when I noticed I wasn't really sleeping and, and I started looking like a zombie on my channel, so I <laughs> kind of pulled back to three times. So I still do three times a week now, but I haven't stopped since. So April 2006, uh, April 2016 until now, I haven't missed one video. It's been up every single week, whether it was one, but now it's three a week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's Awesome. That's, that's what yeah. Really what what was uh what was that like? So you, you two thousand April two thousand sixteen you started. What was did you have a strategy of like how to get followers or did you just like put stuff up that you knew was good and just waited or was it a combo? What did that look like for you? Because I I don't remember how many you have. You've got well over a million now though. Yeah, Greg, um, don't get any ideas, Greg. You're not. It's over for you, man. Just, just stop. Uh, Wait, no, watch. The, I mean, it was, the only strategy was to be consistent. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not to stop. Because there's a lot of things I've done in my career where, you know, different business ventures and things that I've taken on. And, you know, when it got harder, I kind of just kind of gave up. Uh, not gave up, but I just kind of stopped. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I was just looking for that, like, quick, you know, quick win or, like, thinking that it was going to happen fast. Um, but after doing that a couple of times, you realize nothing good happens fast. So, um, you know, I just released the first video and I was like, okay, let's see what happens. You know, I just put it up there and, 
And I just started like putting up one every week. Like um, I didn't really think much of it, but you know, in the beginning you have, you know, a few views, one or two comments. You're like, all right, this is cool. You know, <laughs> like, let's see where it goes. And then little by little people just started catching on. Um, I think it was the Panda video that kind of like, that, that was a was good like, video. It was my second or third video, which was the Panda video. And it was, I, so I had done that choreography before and I had put it up on my Instagram and stuff. I didn't really get much attention for it, but when I was gonna shoot it again on YouTube, I was like, why don't I just dress up like a panda <laughs> and do <laughs> full choreography in a panda outfit? So I found this costume shop that had the panda outfit. So we got the outfit, I did it with the outfit, and then it just kind of blew up. It like, you know, on Facebook, it got shared like uh, three, 4,000 times with 3 million, 4 million views. And then on YouTube, wow. it a million views on Instagram. It did pretty well. So that, that was kind of like a, a starting point of like people like seeing the videos and stuff like that. And then from there again, I just kept releasing, kept releasing. And then, um, I wasn't doing tutorials yet. I was just doing dance video. And then over a lot I was going to learn on YouTube and who the hell wants to learn in their living room. Like I still didn't understand it, but I just started doing that. And then I created this one video, which I swear, like if you killed me like five years ago, I probably wouldn't have even done it. It was, it's called three simple moves for beginners. And the hardest thing for dancers is to make like beginner videos because you feel like it's so easy. But, and then at the same time, you forget that not everyone is a dancer. Um, but when you're, <coughs> <certain> <coughs> <laughs> you're in a dancers, I love those. You always feel like it's so easy, you know. So anyway, I made this video called Three Simple Moves. It has like 14 million views now. And it was just like a video that just took off. Everybody was like, oh, this is so great. I could move now and I could dance now. I was like, really? I was like, this is so simple. But and then it just hit me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start catering and making videos to like non-dancers because I feel like everybody on YouTube is making it for dancers and they're surprised why no one's able to like get it that quick. Right. So I started just making tutorials uh, for beginners and then I also started taking my time with my tutorials. So I've always taught classes since I was really young. Um, since I was like 17, 18, I was teaching and obviously with my dad being a teacher, I've seen a lot of that as well so when I was super young. So I was getting a lot of comments on my YouTube channel like, wow, you're a great teacher. Wow, you're, you take your time. You're so amazing. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I am a good teacher. I was like, I never <laughs> really knew it because I've been doing it for so long. You know, it, it never, I never thought I was a good teacher. But when I start comparing myself to other like videos and other choreographers on YouTube, I realized like I'm really teaching. Like I'm taking my time and teaching while other people are just kind of like showing the moves. So I think that's where I kind of won the fan base of like starting to get a lot of followers because everybody that would come to my channel was like, oh, you're so easy to learn from. I'm going to subscribe. Well, you're so easy to learn from. I'm going to subscribe. So, it, you know, that plus the dance videos, they kind of just started working together and I just been making them ever since and I haven't stopped yet. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, hey, Gregor, I think uh, I think we should get into some tour stories, don't you? All right. Let's go. Tour stories. Moran, top three. Top three. Oh, my God. Top, All right. Uh, let's see. Um, any artists particular you guys want me to start with? I, we could probably do one of each, right? One of each. That's like, I mean, right. that's a lot. Let's do a Britney Spears story. Uh, right. <clears throat> yeah. 
Uh, anything specific you guys want to know? Because, uh, I mean, I don't mind. Okay, ready? So, the coolest thing that ever happened, the worst thing that ever happened, and the craziest thing that ever happened. All and right. you, you can pick who you want to, like, just okay. of all the, all the people. Whatever comes, I'm just going to yeah. throw it out. Uh, um, cool. Um, one cool story I remember, I mean, I guess this is cool for me a little bit. So, you know, growing up on Britney Spears and, 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 and uh, seeing her first single drop, The Baby One More Time, when I was in my mom's car, just, you know, picking, being picked up from school, hearing that song, watching the video, just mesmerized by her and that whole uh, look that they started with, with the young girl, the school girl and all of that stuff. So, you know, just being into really that and then going up on her music and actually auditioning for her and dancing for her was amazing. But it was really amazing after, you know, being on tour with her. First of all, I have to tell you, that was the first time I, I had tears of joy when I booked that, um, when I booked that tour, because I've always seen people cry when they're happy, but I never understood it. I'm like, bro, what are you, what are you crying about, man? You're just... <laughs> So, like, actually booking that tour, and it was like a dream to actually, like, yeah. dance with Britney Spears. Like, I started, like, crying. I was like, what the hell? I'm crying. What's going on here? And, um, you know, it was just like, that was the first time I experienced tears of joy. But the, the, the funny story as far as tour goes, so Britney uh, used to live in New York at the time. And, um, you know, randomly, she would just want to, like, like, go and do things without her bodyguard and stuff. So... Uh, there was this one time we just got up and um, she was like, uh, let's go over to, um, she wanted to go to another hotel or something. So we all hop in a cab. It's just me, it's Brittany and one other dancer. So we're like in a cab with Britney Spears and the whole time in my mind, I'm like, what the hell are we doing in a cab with like Britney Spears? <laughs> uh, or just like riding around. And, and the craziest thing is like people see her and they think it's Britney Spears but they don't believe it's Britney Spears because she doesn't have the bodyguards and things like that. Right, so right, it's just right. a crazy feeling walking down Manhattan and just like, just walking down and people just like do a double take and they're like, is that Britney Spears? Is that Britney Spears? And you could hear people in the background, it's not Britney Spears. Why would she just be walking around? You know, like, so <laughs> that experience with Britney just walking around and, and, and just going and doing regular stuff where people didn't really believe it was her. Um, and then another cool thing that that happened with her was just me being in her. Um, we were at her um, house in New York, and just seeing Britney Spears do normal stuff like vacuum her room. <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy. We're just like chilling there, and she just had like some cream on her face and stuff like that. And she was just vacuuming her house, having a conversation with us. And in my mind, I'm all like, "This is crazy. Like I'm in Britney Spears' house while she's vacuuming, and yeah. we're just." So yeah, so that was definitely crazy moments just to see, uh, you know, like a celebrity that, you know, you always think of like, you know, you always have these visions of these people. And then now you're like hanging out with them. And you're like, they're so like regular, you know, just like you, you know, yeah. and you don't really realize that until you're like spending time with them. And you're like, oh, OK, they're just like normal people, you know. Um, so that's definitely like a great, great experience that I've had with her. With Madonna, it's been Madonna's been crazy, man. Madonna's been like, I would, I would say with her is um, the reason why she is where she is is because she's so super hardworking. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. Like for somebody like, you know, to be, you know, our show would start at 9 p.m. And every single day we would have to be at the venue at like 12 p.m. Like nine hours before going over like stuff she, um, 
she um, didn't feel comfortable the night before or if somebody messed up on something or a cue or something. So she has this crazy, crazy work ethic that that proves why she is who she is and where she is, you know, because obviously, you know, you know, if you're going to compare like vocal abilities, uh, you know, she's not like the most amazing singer, um, right. but the performer and as just a, a workaholic, as just a boss lady, I feel like like she kills it. Like to see that lady at, at the time when I was dancing, she was like 45, close to 50 mm. and like working harder than us and just like singing and dancing and like moving rehearsals and then recording and this and this and that. She's just a beast, man. Like, there's nothing you can say about her. I don't care if you're a fan or not. When it comes to, like, work, like, yeah. she she puts in work. Like, so she's definitely um, she's definitely somebody that, you know, is an icon for, for real because those are the people that – and that just proves – that just proves, like, you know, I feel like work ethic always beats talent. Like, she, you know, she just works. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so – what her man? I've, I've I've had some crazy experiences. I'm trying to see if I could think of a, a a funny story or something. I mean, you know, we've had some crazy moments with her too, where we, you know, we just randomly in Chicago. I remember one time we just went to the movies with her. She just wanted to go watch a movie, so we pretty much like closed down the whole movie theater just so we could go watch a movie. Um, just like you know, stuff like you know, things like that. Like I can't really quite remember anything too crazy with her. Um, but she always knew what was going on. Like she, yeah. she knew everything that was happening on tour. Like if the dancers and the the band or whatever went to a strip club the night before, or whatever, you know, we we come into rehearsal and and you know she'll stick her booty in my face and be like, oh, does this look familiar? And uh, <laughs> you know, so you know, she, she's always like up for a good time and stuff like that. But I've I've had some great experiences with her as well. Um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of that's kind of only stuff that I could really remember. Some of the other stuff are a little too personal that I think I've signed contract not to say anything. Oh, right, right. So I couldn't really uh, have them reaching out to me about uh, about this later on. So, but other than that, it's, it's definitely been great times. Um, just just that's amazing cool. times traveling the world and doing what you love. You know. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so. I mean, we're we're coming up on about forty-five minutes, and first of all, I know that Rena, like you've been quiet this whole time. I know that you've got some questions. I want to give you. I was you... texting you a few of them because <laughs> I know. Oh my God, my head's going crazy here. I know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let Rena take the floor for a little bit. Uh, and Rena, what's what's your like top two questions that you've just gotta ask? Well, I wanted to know what you thought about her making out with one of her backup dancers. Uh, Brittany or Madonna? Madonna. Madonna. Remember, that was like a huge social media story because he made like a grossed out face. Uh, I mean, she's done this a couple of times. (laughs) But I mean, that's that's just Madonna though. Like, I feel like, you know, that's just her thing. Like if it's gonna, if it's gonna cause attention and then people are going to talk about it and it's something that's going to be like, you know, the most talked about thing, like she'll do it, you know what I mean? So like, and, and she'll do it at the, at like, she won't even tell you, like it could just happen during the concert. Like she could just pull you and boom, next thing you know, you're making out with Madonna and it wasn't even planned. So I wouldn't think, you know, it, it could be planned or it could not be planned, but with Madonna, it's just, it just goes, you know what I mean? What are you going to say? No? 
Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. This is inappropriate. Stop it, Donna. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, that's crazy. And then two, I just wanted to know, like, because I am super close with my dad, and like I literally talk to the guy like every single day, and he's my hero. And it sounds like you know your dad's had a tremendous influence on your life. Does he still give you pointers? Does he give you ideas? Does he come to your shows? Like, how, how is he still involved? Yeah, no, my dad is. Um, my dad is always with me. We talk all the time. Um, yes, he's always. Uh, he's a big influence in my life, and 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 continues to be. Um, I don't think. It's not. I mean, I still like talk to him, and, and we still come up with ideas and things like that. Um, I wouldn't say he gives me advice as much as he did when I was younger. Um, I think now he just kind kind of likes to watch me do my thing and kind of just like you know feels proud. I mean, you know, uh, uh, just just because you brought this up, I forgot to tell you. So when we moved from Armenia to uh, America, my dad was telling everybody that he was moving to uh, America to dance for Madonna. So that was his thing. <laughs> So he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out there and that, that's what I'm going to do. So when I ended up dancing for Madonna, it was kind of like his dream <clears throat> through me. So he got to meet Madonna and come to the concerts and and kind of live his dream through me. And I, and I think that was, you know, probably way more fulfilling for him to see, you know, his dream like come alive through his son, you know. That's so, awesome. yeah. so, yeah, but he's definitely involved. We still share ideas and. Um, we were just in Cancun about two weeks ago. I was shooting some videos out there. He was there with me and helping me with uh, music playback and this and that. So yeah, he's 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 always going to be part of part of my life. And 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 as I grow and get more, you know, more opportunities to be more creative, I'd love to bring more of my family members in. And 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 you know, why not work together with the family and and make it happen? That's awesome, That's man. <laughs> Very good. Well, Miran, at some point. Like my entire family lives in California. I'm gonna be out there, and I'm going to battle you. This and, uh, uh, one and oh now. So I mean, keep I would pay. Right. I would pay to get that on YouTube. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> well, we gotta make it happen. It's gotta happen. You know, I've. You know what I've realized? Like, almost every one of our podcasts, or at least every other one, I'm challenging somebody to something. Like, yeah. I've got. Yeah, like one of them, like. Did, Miran, did you ever play that game? You had to have because you're you grew up in the '90s. But the Heads Up Seven Up, you ever play that? It sounds so familiar. Um, how did wait, how did it go? Too. So like, all right. I'm gonna say I did at school. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. School game. Uh, it's it's so I challenged somebody to like a game of Heads Up Seven Up, a hot dog eating contest, and now a dance battle. So, nice. all right. It'll be well, good. And I'm ready. I'm in LA. Anytime you want to bring it, we could film it, put it on the channel. Let's so here it. you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch your videos to help me <laughs> do that. <laughs> I'll bust my own moves on me and stuff. Give me yeah. all That's awesome. I'll come up, I'll show up in like a sloth costume instead of a panda one. It'll be it'll be kind of kind of like a panda but different. Nice. But anyways, man, Miran, I have really enjoyed like I the thing I love about this is I get to dig into what makes you you like yes you can dance yes you've done some amazing things but I love hearing the heart behind who are you like what makes you Miran kind of like I mean it's almost like we got to see you in your house vacuuming with cream on your face kind of thing <laughs> you know and kind of kind of a little bit but I mean that's like I love that you are so down to earth like you you could very easily have a big head and, and you don't 
Like you, you are very humble yeah. and I, I love, I love that just how you've talked about your success. Uh, and so again, thank you so much for being on. If somebody wants to find you, obviously they can go to YouTube, uh, just Google Miran Kirikosian and you will find him. Uh, it's, I mean, he's everywhere. So Miran again, thanks, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for we having appreciate me. appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right. We'll chat with you. Thank you. Thank you.